The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. So before we kick off this week's show and every week's show, we actually have a brand new segment that we're going to start this week. It's called Rod's Risers. We're going to take a look at some of the fantasy risers from uh, the news that's coming out around the NFL. So uh, without further ado, let's start the first segment of Rod's Risers. Time for Rod's Risers. This week, Michael Thomas was hurt. Yes, he is injured and will be out for the better part of this training camp and quite possibly the first six weeks of the season. So what does that mean for the Saints? Well, it means that they're all going to look like SpongeBob SquarePants running around inside of his head trying to burn every file. But somebody has to rise in that receiving core and that pass catching core. And I think that guy is going to be Trey Quan Smith. Now, look, I get it. It's not the most uh, sexiest of picks and it's not the one that's going to probably win you your league. But if you're looking for a stopgap in the flex position or if you drafted Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith is out there on the waiver wire, which he probably should be, go grab him at least to fill in for whatever you were going to get out of Michael Thomas to begin the season because I think Traquan Smith stands to be the next receiver up. I get it. I understand that there's other options out there. Uh, I know that uh, Troutman is always... (laughs) going to be a fan favorite, but I just don't see him stepping up into the role of actually uh, being one of the main pass catchers for the Saints. Uh, Marquez Qualloway, the same thing. I don't see him getting a, a huge share of the of the work, but Traquan Smith was leaned on a little more heavily last season. He had 448 yards uh, in the air, 34 receptions, four touchdowns. Um, showed very good flashes of what he could be, uh, especially in week two where he had five catches, 86 yards. Uh, that pretty much is what we can expect out of Traquan Smith, I think, going forward without Michael Thomas there. Uh, I really do think that if you're going to be drafting from now on, you can probably get Traquan Smith pretty, pretty cheap. Uh, if you're drafting and redraft for sure, uh, I, I don't even know that you need to grab him. You may wait for the first round of waivers to run through. You might get him there. Uh, but if you are drafting best ball that's definitely one at least for the first six weeks depending on what we hear about Michael Thomas could be a a good bet for you and somebody to pick up moving forward again it's just a name uh, the riser out of this offense there's got to be one right and Traquan Smith proves to be that guy at least in my opinion early this season we'll see what the news reports coming out in the next couple weeks say but for now if you can find Traquan Smith go get him for some insurance and keep him on your bench until you need him maybe you pop him in that week one roster if, if uh, Michael Thomas is out for any extended amount of time. So, uh, all right, that's our only riser for today. We will come back with you uh, for the next set of risers, uh, hopefully. Well, maybe not because that means there's injuries. But (laughs) anyways, uh, Rod's riser for today, Traquan Smith. Make sure you check him out. Let's get to the show. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find the show on the SGPN app or anywhere where you get your favorite podcasts. I have got two of the heaviest hitters in the fantasy football space. I know Chris is looking around like, who? I'm not a heavy hitter, but I have got Chris Robin and Elvin Ryan. They are both now with Team Rise or Fall. Guys, you are now teammates and you are now on this show together. I am stoked. I hope you guys are equally as stoked. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Rod V. And Elvin, to be honest, I don't know. We've always chatted on, on Twitter, shared some DMs. I believe we've exchanged phone numbers. Not 100% sure. But I, to be clear and to be honest, I don't think we've ever crossed paths on a broadcast before, Elvin. So I've been looking forward to this one since uh, since we booked it last week or even a month ago. Oh, Elvin mute, muted himself. Elvin, you got to unmute, buddy. He... he <laughs> 
We can't hear your oh, beautiful man, voice. Just having a bad day overall. Huh? <laughs> All good. Uh, no, I, I'm pumped to be on here with you too, as uh, Chris Rod. Uh, it, it's exciting. I don't get on many podcasts. Let that be known. But if I see one that I really like, the the people I'm going to be with, then I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So excited to be with you guys. Outstanding. He likes you, Chris. I'm glad. Me, well, well I guess he'll see at the end of this uh, this broadcast. But yeah, uh, I'm not too crazy about him. But here we are. <laughs> All right. So this today's topic, I was I was really uh, inspired by one of uh, Chris's uh, tweets a while back, and it was a super flex question. So I, I figured we would do a super flex uh, themed show, this or that. So, um, Chris, thanks for the inspiration, and uh, we are going to t- talk down ten players. Well, actually, twenty players, uh, but ten sets where we're going to say this or that, this this person or that person in a super flex. As always, we're going to load up three minutes on the clock. So, gentlemen. It'll be between you to split up that time. But when you hear this noise, your anxiety will go up. But it'll be 30 seconds on the clock to wrap up what you got. When you hear this, time is up. We move on to the next set of players. So, thems are the rules, gentlemen. I hope you uh, are, are ready for it. I will score you a la uh, this. What, what is it? Uh, whose line is it anyways? I will be your Drew Carey. I'm just going to hand out random points and, uh, and and award you guys some points at the end. And we'll, we'll declare a winner. But uh, in the world, everybody that listens to this is going to be a winner because they'll get your guys' advice. So, gentlemen, are we ready to go? Let's Absolutely. And if I may, I, if you're Drew Carey, I, I prefer to be Colin Mockery. And Alvin, you can be Wayne Brady. I, I don't care, but I'm Colin Mockery. Deal? Deal. I love it. I love it. All right. Here we go. Three minutes on the clock. We are going to begin with between Justin Hubbard or Nick Chubb. Or Justin Hubbard. Justin Herbert or Nick Chubb. Chris, I'm going to let you kick this one off. Which one are you taking in a super flex? Well, here, I'll get to it, but with with Herbert, we've yet to see him truly unlock. We haven't seen him level up, right? This offense has yet to reach its final form in a way, and I'm telling you, the Chargers offense, they're going to go Super Saiyan, right? Dragon Ball Z reference. Last season, Herbert completed 396 passes, 4,300 yards, 31 touchdown passes, and then five on the ground. So this kid was, was, was accountable for 36 touchdowns, and it came out of nowhere, took a nasty kind of punctured long by Tyrod Taylor. And again, uh, Justin Herbert is going to go absolutely nuts this season. So when you look at Nick Chubb, though, guy's a, a stud in his own right. 190 carries, over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns on the ground, over 200 fantasy points, and he, he missed a few games. And then you have Hunt, which is back there, who's a nice handcuff, but we're not talking about Nick Chubb. But you'd be silly if you didn't think, well, Chubb is fantastic, but you have Hunt kind of waiting in the wings to maybe you know cut down on some of his production here. I love Chubb, but we know what we're going going to get with Nick Chubb. He's a perennial top 10 running back. You can get him late first round, early uh, second round. If you're able to get him in the third round, that's insane. But when it comes to these two, I think it's Justin Herbert. And to be honest, I'm not even thinking twice here. Herbert is truly uh, gifted. And again, he's yet to unlock the full, you know, microscope or the full kaleidoscope, however you want, a cornucopia, got all these stupid terms, to unlock the full measure of this LA Chargers offense. And I'm telling you, when he does, you're going to want every single piece of this LA Chargers offense, a la Buffalo Bills, a la Kansas City. So give me Justin Herbert, super flex or not, not thinking twice, boys. Alvin looked deep in thought. Alvin, what you got? Hey, no, I mean, he, he covered the arguments for both of them, but you, you have to go Justin Herbert. I mean, he only played 15 games uh, last year. I mean, he, he only missed one, I'll say, because of Tyrod was starting. But he threw 595 times. You, you add two games to that, I mean, you, you imagine that he, he's closer somewhere to the 700 mark. Uh, his completion percentage was 66. It got better throughout, the, like as the season progressed. You see that number climb up to 70. Now you're looking at, I mean, around 450 to 500 completions. That'll put his yardage somewhere close to the to the 5K mark. Uh, that's kind of been like it for so long. I know we have the added game, so it won't mean as much. But, I mean, this guy is the truth. Uh, he's got Jarrett Cook, Mike Williams, uh, Keenan Allen, Eckler healthy. I mean, it, he's in for a huge year. It, it's definitely Herbert. 
Yeah, I, I'm thinking that Herbert is going to be one of those guys where uh, he's going to probably go later than most of the, the big-name quarterbacks. Look, I did it again. Reset that, turn that off. I should have muted it. But uh, yeah, so again, I think Herbert's one of those guys that's going to go late. And uh, in a super flex, maybe, I don't know, maybe in a, in the first couple of rounds. Actually, I've seen that happen. But um, yeah, I, I guess in this situation, t- picking the quarterback is not... The, it's the obvious choice, but it's the right choice in this situation. I know there are some later down the road that may not be as obvious, but um, I agree with both of you. And I'm going to give 500 points to Chris for the Dragon Ball Z reference because that might my friends, you don't find very often on a fantasy football podcast show. So we move on to the next set. We're going to, we're going to decide here between Kyler Murray or Antonio Gibson. Uh, actually, I think closer maybe than you had imagined, but Elvin, we're going to go ahead and kick off with you. We're going to let you run the uh, first part of this. Are we taking Kyler Murray or Antonio Gibson? Uh, I think this one is is actually much easier than the last one. Uh, I think Kyler's a slam dunk, and if anyone is gonna like dethrone the the set in stone QB one, I guess in everyone's rankings in Mahomes, it, it would have to be Kyler Murray, right? Uh, just just with the rushing upside, he, he's got a fairly easy strength of schedule coming up, uh, ranking at twenty one. But I think Kyler was the QB. Uh, the QB won almost the entire season until the, the final week, I want to say, uh, week 16. So I want to say through 15 weeks, he, he was the QB1. Uh, he, he dealt with some shoulder injuries. Antonio Gibson, I mean, he, he's in for a big year, but J.D. McKissick's not going away regardless of what anyone wants to believe. I, I just have to lean Kyler. I, I think it's, it's a slam dunk, Kyler, here. What are you thinking, Chris? Well, you remember, I'm sure you guys do, but I'm going to ask you anyways. How many of you that are watching here or, or listening to me, you know, here, how how cute was it this time last year when, oh, I don't know if I want Antonio Gibson. He only had 33 total carries in college. And then, bam, he burst on the scene, 107 carries, 170 carries, excuse me, almost 800 yards, averaged 4.7 yards a clip, 11 touchdowns, double-digit touchdowns in his rookie year on the ground. He totaled, you know, a, a ton of, of work uh, this last season. The third-round pick, found the end zone 11 times, as I said, and he had five top 10 fantasy finishes as a running back only five other running backs had more if you fast forward to right now people are still talking about antonio gibson as kind of uh it's not cute anymore it's kind of we we want antonio gibson he's going to be a stud rb1 and that's all fine and dandy but how can you compare a running back that we hope goes off and has a good season to a stud running and passing quarterback like Kyler Murray. This one to me isn't even close, but I I wanted to give Antonio Gibson just a little bit of praise because I do expect him to be very well. I have him slated for like 240, 250 carries this coming season. But as Alvin so graciously said, J.D. McKissick is still there. But Kyler Murray headed into this season. Look at what he did last year and just add upon that, right? He had uh, 3,900 passing yards. I think he goes over 4,000, 41, 42. 200 passing yards, 25, 26 touchdowns. I think Kyler falls short of double-digit touchdowns on the ground here, but it's still not close to me. I know a lot of people that are drafting Kyler Murray as their QB1 in Superflex leagues. It's not crazy to draft Kyler Murray at 101, 102, 103. I mean, that's what his ADP is now, but just just some food to thought, something to chew on here. Arizona, their scheme is very fast-paced, and they led the NFL last year in pace of play the last two seasons actually so i'm looking for kyler murray and the arizona cardinals to just hammer people home on offense yeah when you can get a quarterback and a running back in one player and a true one not not one of the guys that you hope can be a running back and a quarterback in the same player yeah that's definitely not uh not something that you're going to pass up, especially again in a super flex position. But, and look, we may be maybe softballing it in the beginning of this, but these are decisions that actual people are making, you know, and, and there's some people that are actually waffling between some of these guys. So, I mean, you may be laughing as somebody who listens to this and has played fantasy football before, but there's some guys out there in the beginners that don't know. 
and they see a running back and they see a quarterback and they're not sure. So those are the people we're here to help. So if you're laughing at it, then shame on you. Uh, but the next one might be a little bit closer. This one might actually be closer, I think. And this is where we're pairing Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes in the same conversation, Superflex. Chris has already got a grin on his face because he knows he's ready to start this one. So uh, <laughs> Chris, lead off the discussion between uh, CMC and Patrick Mahomes. Sure. I want to preface this by saying I'm in my mid-30s. Actually, I'm in my late 30s. I'm 37 years old. I've made no mistake about the fact I've been playing fantasy football since elementary school. 1995, I was in fifth grade. And I say that to say this, where I'm still one of those guys. I mean, I like to keep open-minded and willing and all that, but I'm still old school to heart. And old school fantasy football players love to stack up running backs. So for that fact alone, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. And we've heard it all. In, in terms of CMC, the 400 touch, you know, curse, is he on Madden and all this nonsense? Christian McCaffrey is going to bounce back in a big way this coming season. They're going to lean on him and the team around him is it, it, it's gotten a little bit better. I, I think Sam Darnold is, is takes a step forward. DJ Moore is an absolute stud here. So Christian McCaffrey might not get, you know, 400 plus touches, but what he does get, he's going to be very efficient with that. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility to see Christian McCaffrey McCaffrey, you know, have 250 carries, have another 85, 90, you know, reception season. So to me, uh, Christian McCaffrey is the RB1 with a bullet by far and away here. But then you have to look at Patrick Mahomes. He's the, the, the antithesis. Like he's the gold standard for quarterbacks, right? In super flex leagues, it's always Patrick Mahomes 101. And that's fine. But as an old school fantasy football player, I like, I don't like to put all my eggs in a quarterback basket. And again, I've made graphics this summer. I've said all kinds of crazy things, and there, there could be a, a chance here where Patrick Mahomes doesn't finish as the quarterback one. Maybe doesn't even finish in the top three at quarterbacks, and that's fine. So to me, it's Christian McCaffrey. It's close, and it goes down to personal preference. And as I've said, I'd prefer Christian McCaffrey, guys. Yeah, what you got? No, hey, th those are some very solid points. Uh, I, I lean Christian McCaffrey as a talent, However, if, if I'm sitting there at the 101, I'm, I'm going to take Mahomes just because quarterbacks are like less likely to get injured. I, I think they, they both have huge ceilings. Uh, they're, they're both going to get you those weekly 25, 30 points and then those big games, right? Uh, CMC, last season, we, we saw what can happen, right? And Patrick Mahomes has missed some games in his career. But overall, there's a far less chance that Patrick Mahomes goes down and completely – destroys your fantasy team rather than, than Christian McCaffrey. In the 46 games of, of Patrick Mahomes' career, he's finished as AQB1, top 12, 70% of the time. I, I just think he's safe. Uh, he's safe with, with a similar ceiling. So I'll go Mahomes. So that's the question too, because again, this is not actually Mahomes is not one I think that is going to be that type of running back slash quarterback, right? They don't really want him to come out and be that sort of uh, quarterback. So, but McCaffrey, I don't know. You're you're never really wanting to bet on uh, injury to to ruin your season, and I think you don't draft with injury in mind. You draft the be best player and hope that they stay. Uh, actually uninjured. So I'm going to go with McCaffrey uh, and I will give the points to uh, Chris this time because I think McCaffrey, yeah, give me McCaffrey. I know that Mahomes is the sexy quarterback pick, but I can get a guy like probably Murray later on if I'm, if I'm waiting in the last round and Elvin's shaking his head at, you don't think so? You don't think he's nah. going to go that late? Uh, I mean, every super flex draft I've, I've done this summer, Kyler Murray's in the top five gone. You're, you're not getting him later. He has top three gone. Uh, every once in a while, you'll, you'll get a guy like yourself or Chris who, who sneak in a CMC, Diamond Cook, even Kamara or Derek uh, Henry, and, and that'll kind of push him back. But I have yet to see him go later than five. So I, I don't think you're getting Kyler Murray. You might get a guy like Russell Wilson uh, at the beginning of – at the beginning of two, but then again, if you're picking CMC with the 101 and the snake, you're not picking again until until the 24th 
you're probably going to get a guy like Jalen Hurts at best. Whew. All right. Well, we'll get to him in a second, but let's talk about that Kamara pick. Uh, and Alvin, we'll let you uh, lead the discussion on this one. It's Alvin Kamara or Lamar Jackson. Those are the two we're pitting against each other. So uh, let us know what you're thinking between those two, Alvin. Yeah. So I, I just said that I went Patrick Mahomes because he's a quarterback. He's far less likely to get injured. And though Lamar hasn't dealt with a serious injury, um, He's a very scrawny guy, in my opinion, and he runs a lot. He puts himself in some crazy situations. So I think that him and AK-41 have similar injury uh, possibilities. Uh, so in this in this sense, I'll go with uh, my RB1, Alvin Kamara. I think that uh, the script, regardless of who's under center, even though I believe it will be Taysom Hill, I think the script will be – to force the ball to Alvin Kamara, especially those first five weeks without Michael Thomas. Get get your star the ball, get it to him often. Sean Payton knows that. I, I'm expecting somewhere between eight to twelve receptions a game those first five weeks with, without Mike Thomas, with with another twelve to fifteen on the ground. He he's going to get worked often, um, and, and for that reason, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my RB one Alvin Kamara. What you got, Chris? Uh, well, really quick, if I may, fantasy football aside, you know, football aside, all that nonsense, it's something that's been on my mind, and it ha- happens to just coincide with Lamar Jackson. Just just today already, I've seen a lot of people uh, calling other people racists when they say they don't like Lamar Jackson, where they prefer, you know, Justin Herbert, or uh, in, in air quotes, a white guy over Lamar Jackson. And to put just Take football out of the take foot, fantasy football out of the equation. As of late, like if you regular real everyday life, you go to the department store, you go to work. People don't talk this way. When, when you're on social media, people feel the need to just be insufferable, right? If if, if they don't agree with you or you say something that uh, they can't really compete with, right? They they're just miserable human beings. They pull those kind of cards. You're a racist. You're a sexist. You're homophobic, and it's just, it's just not fair. You kind of have to you know throw that stuff aside. I mean, it's a very serious accusation to just call out, especially when you're talking about fantasy football, having never seen, you know, these regular people in, in everyday life. If I was at the gas station, uh, I had a tweet earlier, you know, yesterday, I, I was at the, the, I was reading a magazine at the grocery store and I said, I'd prefer Herbert, right? I'd prefer Alvin. And some kid called me a turd because I didn't like Alvin Kamara. That's reasonable, right? You can deal with that. That's all fun ribbing. But if I were to say something and you didn't agree with me, and then you just, you, you say hurtful terms like that it's just it, it, it's awful behavior and it's just unbelievable to me where people can pull those kind of cards and yet they're still doing it because there's no real consequences here so be careful who you associate with be careful what, what circles you're hanging in and i don't want you to be careful with with what you say in terms of fantasy football we're, we're allowed to express our opinions that's what social media is about right so i prefer alvin kamara over lamar jackson has nothing to do with with age race uh sexual orientation nothing and i just wanted to get that off my chest and uh, i prefer alvin kamara here because of the ton of uh, of work he's going to receive as Alvin mentioned. Nope. This show fully supports everybody and anybody and anyone's opinions because I do enjoy a rousing debate, which is why this show is the way it is. Uh, so thank you for that. And I'm going to give the points to Alvin because he can course correct in the middle of an actual debate and say, you know what? I said this, but I'm going to say this next time because I know that everything is malleable. So uh, speaking of malleable, Dak Prescott, Tyreek Hill. Uh, these two are pitting against each other. Again, I, I think these are close. I think these are people that uh, people are going to make decisions about. So, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm curious as to what you think between Dak Prescott and Tyreek Hill. Oh, this is a very good one. This is probably of all the, you know, obviously I pull the curtain back a little bit. We got the, you know, the player comparisons in advance. I have them written down in front of me and I've gone over each one, you know, 30, 40 times. And this one might be my favorite. And again, I've never owned or had Tyreek Hill on any of my fantasy teams throughout the years, maybe used him on DFS formats a handful of times. And that's, that's all well and good. But of the two uh, players, I'm glad Dak is back. We, I'm sure we were all in front of the TV when his, he had the compound 
fracture in his ankle. And thank, thankfully, he's back at practice. He's running. He's throwing passes. Blake Jarwin looks good. C.D. Lamb looks good. And I think Dak is going to be comeback player of the year. I don't even think that's really even an argument. And Dak is great, but Tyreek is going to hit the ground running from, from week one. I think we could see the classic case. And again, I'm not saying anything profound here, but I think there's a case here where Dak is a little bit, uh, you, you know, uh, restrictive with himself, not the coaching staff, but himself a little nervous, a little, you know, butterflies. Maybe he doesn't uh, take off as early on as he would throughout the first four or five games. Right. And I think in terms at the end of the season, when all is said and done and we compare statistics and touchdowns and, and yardage and everything, I think Tyreek Hill is going to have the better fantasy season because this guy, the self-proclaimed cheetah is absolutely bonkers. Any given time he touches the ball, boom, he's gone. He can take it to the house. And again, love Dak Prescott, but I just feel like those first three, four, maybe even five games might be a little bit uh, nervous, might be a little bit shy where Tyreek Hill, he's already off and running right now at the end of July. So give me uh, Tyreek Hill, guys. What are you thinking, Alvin? I definitely agree that this was the toughest one. Unlike Chris, I I told you, Rod, I had not even looked at it till just now. I I pulled it up. I'm like, hey, I'll be freestyling this. But this one, whenever I just saw it, it it is the toughest one. Eileen Dak, I think uh, Tyreek is is big throw, uh, TD dependent. If if Clyde Edwards uh, ends up getting the ball rolling a little bit better than last year, I think I think he's going to take away some some of those opportunities. He, he's going to be eating time off the clock. He, he's going to get a few of those touchdowns uh, that that maybe Tyreek had. And Dak, I mean, he was the QB one. He was the number one player in all of fantasy, not just quarterbacks. Whenever he went down uh, in week five, averaging twenty eight points a game. Um, I, th- I think the weapons around him, even if he is a little skittish, which I think we all would be if we suffered that compound uh, fracture. I think the weapons around him, whether it's Zeke Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Gallup on a contract year, Jarwin, Schultz isn't going away quietly. Those guys are going to carry him. Okay, I mean, th- those guys are going to do it after the catch. A- and Dak's still going to get points for that. It doesn't matter where he throws it to him. It matters what they do after the ball. I think his weapons are so elite uh, that I think this one will be fairly easy at the end of the season whenever you're looking at it. And it's it's much harder right now whenever you're drafting, but at the end of the year, whenever whenever you Google, I guess like weekly leaders, uh, fantasy pros, and you pull up weeks one through seventeen, and you're looking at this, and I I think Dak will have a substantial cushion over him this season. All right, four hundred points to Chris because I don't think I can give points to anybody who suggests a Cowboys fan on this show. I just think that's a company line that I can't do it. So uh, it's got to be Tyreek. I know there's a lot of Cowboy hate in this uh, in this company. So, uh, anyways, that that'll that'll do it for the first five. We've made it through. Uh, we're gonna catch our breaths. We're gonna take a quick ad break, and when we come back, we're gonna hit the next five. So uh, hang with us, and uh, we'll be right back. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Look, you can get in on all your favorite teams, all your favorite players, and your favorite sports games. They're giving away generous promos, odds, parlays. It's all happening right now at WinBet. If you get started today, you're going to receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports bets. You do not want to turn that down. Terms and conditions apply. Get the detail right now at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Of course, I can never say enough good things about PropSwap, and we are brought to you by PropSwap, so yeah. Works out, doesn't it? It's America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Listen, football season literally about to kick off. It is so close. I know we're all looking forward to it. But listen, PropSwap is actually here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet does not need to win. I say that again. Does not need to win in order to make money. Just needs to improve. So if you can improve, that means you can make money on PropSwap. Here's an example. The Atlanta Falcons right now, 80 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And have one of the easiest strength of schedules in the league. If you think that they're going to get off to a hot start, make that 81 bet before the season and then sell for a giant profit after only a couple of weeks. Again, you don't even need this to happen for the rest of the season. Just a couple of good weeks, sell it off, right? The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just listing and selling 
selling tickets. It literally is that simple. When you make your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Did I hear you say you wanted free money? I think I did, right? We can give you that. If you go to underdogfantasy.com right now, use the promo code SGPN. We're going to give you $25 for free. That's right, $25 for free. You can turn that $25 into a free shot for a million dollars with the Best Ball Mania 2 contest. So if you want a million dollars, which I know you do, we'll give you a chance to win that for free. If you go to underdogfantasy.com right now, use the promo code SGPN. You're going to get $25 for free. Turn around, use that as an entry in the Best Ball Mania 2 contest, you could walk away a million dollars richer. It's literally that simple. Go do it right now. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And of course, the SGPN app is always alive and well for you. In the App Store or the Google Play Store, you have easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, including this show. Go back, listen to some old episodes, and uh, keep listening to this one over and over again if you like. Also, don't forget to leave us a app review and download the SGPN app today. Back for round two of the show, we again have some heavy hitters and some big truth bombs that have been dropped and some serious arguments for the super flex arguments that we got going on. Players that we've been bouncing around so far, and we are going to bounce around another set of five more. I, th- I like these. I like these pairings because these pairings feel like, again, they're a lot closer than some of the beginning ones that we had. They were softballs. We had to get everybody ready to go, but uh, these ones get ready, buckle in. Again, we have Chris Robin and Elvin Ryan, both of now Team Riser Fall, and uh, they are here to talk about the next set of five. Let's kick this one off. I believe we kicked off with Chris last time. So Elvin, we're going to let you start. Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson. Uh, who are we picking between these guys for our super flex decisions? Uh, I mean, <laughs> so if this, if the season was, was four weeks and it was the first four weeks of the season, I would definitely go Russell Wilson. Uh, I, I, that's a corny joke, but I, I'm going to take the positional advantage uh, and go Travis Kelsey. I've seen him go as high as 103. I've heard people say that he's going 101. Um, I just think that positional advantage, and I think people realize it after the Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle, the drop-off is is substantial. If you can lock down one of those guys and, and not have to worry about the tight end, fighting that, wasting those uh, fab dollars, wasting that waiver priority, you can just lock one of these guys in for – for season wide, I think it's a no brainer, especially where I think Russell Wilson's going in the late first, early second at that ADP to get Travis Kelsey right there. Um, it's it's a home run. The guy set the record for most yards for tight end last season. He had he had 105 receptions, which was a career best for him. I, I think he has a chance to actually do better. Uh, 17 games this season. Last season he just played 15. I I think you could reasonably expect 120 receptions 1600 yards the guy the guy's a td monster maybe clyde edwards steals a little bit of those jump balls in the end zone uh if he gets it going down there but overall i mean this this one's a slam dunk for me travis kelsey chris what are you feeling I mean, this, it would be, I, I agree with Elvin a hundred percent, but how much fun would that be is if you, Hey, Chris, what do you want to say? Oh, I agree with Elvin. Let's move on to the next one. That'd be awful. Nobody would, nobody would want to listen. Everybody would say, Chris, you're a bum. Why you just agree and move on. So for the sake of argument here, uh, you know what, let's go Russ Wilson. And when it comes to Travis Kelsey, right? I think he's entering his year 31 season, which isn't very old, but in football terms, you might as well be a dinosaur. We know that the drop off of running backs, 26, 20, years old and one of these seasons Travis Kelsey is going to just fall off a cliff right a lot of stud high-end talent in football they just fall off and some of it you see coming and some of it you don't a la Todd Gurley what the heck happened here but I, I'm I'm not expecting that to happen but who's to say that Travis Kelsey that doesn't happen this season uh, he's a year older he's going to see what 153 targets I think I have him slotted for and who's to say that he just doesn't get it done this year and oh oh your first round selection is kind of cut off you know you're cut off at the Head and you got nothing else going here. So give me Russ. I love what uh, Elvin said. If it was like the first 
you know, half of the season, four or six games, give me Russ all day. But who's to say that Russ can't put it together for a whole season? The guy's played in Super Bowls. He's won Super Bowls, 4,200 yards last season, 40 touchdowns, two on the ground. I think Russ, Russ is a safe bet for almost identical numbers this coming season. Spread out, though, not all compacted into the first, you know, half of the season. So give me Russ Wilson, 4,200 yards, 35 touchdowns, a few on the ground. He's steady, Eddie. Give me Russ Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. As a Niner fan, I'm giving a thousand points to Elvin Ryan because I cannot, for the life of me, stand behind any sort of Seahawk whatsoever, uh, even if it is Russ. And I don't know that the guy is going to cook. I mean, doggone it, if they let him cook, maybe, but they don't seem to want him to do anything uh, spectacular in his career. So uh, we talked about Travis Kelsey. We talked about that top tier of uh, tight end, I guess, royalty. George Kittle is in that same breath. I know Darren Waller seems to have leapfrogged him since his uh, injury last season, but I believe George Kittle is back for a rebound. But Chris, I want to know what you're feeling between George Kittle and Joe Burrow. Uh, who are we picking between these guys in a super flex situation? Look, I love George Kittle. He's awesome. He's like a man's man. He's got the long hair. He's wearing WWF, WCW championship belts. He's He throws that that tight end summit in Nashville. He's just a, an awesome human being. He's fun. He's fiery. Someone I would want to hang out with. He's someone I would want to, to disagree with on a broadcast and just see what, what would happen here. But to me, it's Joe Burrow. Kind of what I said about uh, Justin Herbert here goes, goes double for Joe Burrow. We were robbed uh, of Joe Burrow's full rookie season when he tore up his knee. Guy was running for his life. I'm sure we all seen the memes where before he starts the game, his all-white Cincinnati Bengals uniform, just color it green from the beginning because he's always running for his life. But again, I'm very, I'm looking forward to watching Joe Burrow for a full season with these receivers, with Joe Mixon. I mean, a lot has to, actually not a lot has to go right, but if things break Cincinnati's way, Joe Burrow is going to be fantastic. And we were robbed of, of seeing him fully unlock this offense. Cincinnati's kind of in a way like like here in Detroit where I am. When Cincinnati's humming along, the city's just running smoothly and it just goes crazy. People go crazy for the Bengals. And hopefully, God willing, we see a full healthy season from Joe Burrow and I'm looking forward to it. So uh, give me Joe Burrow over George Kittle. Joe Burrow over George Kittle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love Joe Burrow. I uh, I went to every game LSU's uh, championship season uh, where, where he hoisted the Heisman. And in then I, I was in Atlanta for the for the bowl game, and then I was back in New Orleans at the Dome for, for him to race up that national championship. I love Joe. Uh, peace of my heart will always belong to him, as weird as that sounds. But uh, I, I already spoke prior about the, the positional advantage that you have. Uh, and, and you've got someone like George Kittle – like you kind of went at Rod, where Darren Waller seems to have jumped him. But to me, they're two two A and two B. Um, it, it's still it's still a clear advantage to me. I mean, Joe Burrow's he he's not going to be scrambling much, so he doesn't bring much of that rushing upside. Uh, he's going to rely on his weapons much like Dak Prescott, but he but he doesn't have that uh, rushing ability. So I'll go Kittle. We we watched him miss three the first three games of last season. And then, and then he came back against the Eagles, and he went 15 for 15. 15 targets, 15 receptions. He was an absolute animal. His season cut short last year. Lots of bumps and bruises along the way. He's got an upgraded quarterback. The guy's never scored more than five touchdowns in a season. Still has put up those crazy numbers. With Trey Lance, if he's able to find some pay dirt just a few more times, he could dethrone Travis Kelsey. Yeah, as a Niner fan, I'm going to give every single point uh, from now the rest of the show to Elvin because that is the correct answer, George Kittle. Look, I, I tell you right now, George Kittle, I don't know that Trey, uh, Trey Lance is going to start. Uh, I don't know that he's going to even be there halfway through the season, but I think we're in for something special when Trey Lance does finally end up uh, becoming the starter. I just think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have at least one more year of tread on him because uh, the Niners can't necessarily start a rookie quarterback like they did in Alex Smith. I just think it's a mistake. But uh, yeah, I think we're in for something special when those two connect because George Kittle is a beast. Uh, and you know something about being a beast. 
Mr. Chris, as we talk now about CD Lamb and Jalen Hurts, although I believe it is Elvin's turn to begin the discussion. So CD Lamb, Jalen Hurts, what are we feeling between these two? Uh, I think relatively close, Elvin. Uh, I, I'm going Jalen fairly easy. Um, I love his rushing upside, and, and I think that he'll improve drastically as a passer in year two uh, in the NFL. Unfortunately, I got to see him at Alabama more than I would have uh, liked as an LSU fan. I know what the guys got under the hood. Uh, he, he's an animal. C.D. Lamb, I, I love the talent. I, I think I spoke already about Dallas's weapons. Sometimes there's just too many, uh, and there's only one ball. And I, I hope that C.D. finds himself involved often. I, I just worry about that. I would bet on Jalen Hurts' legs for this season. Uh, I, I think he loved Dallas Goddard. That's going to be a relationship made in heaven. Uh, I'm just going with Jalen. Right off the bat. I, I'm still reeling that, that Elvin bet against the LSU quarterback his you know, his, his yeah. the apple of his eye, Joe Burrow. So sorry for, you know, being, you know, delayed here. I'm, <laughs> I'm reeling from that Elvin. But when you look at, at, at CD lamb and Jalen hurts, few things I'll make the decision at the end here. I don't want to bury the lead. I own both of these, these guys, these kids, let's say on my 14 team dynasty leave, I sold off all my quarterbacks and Jalen hurts and Sam Darnold are the only two QBs I have. So I'm all in on Jalen hurts. But again, how fun would this broadcast be if I go, yeah, I agree with Alvin, let's move on. When it comes to C.D. Lamb, uh, I've written so many articles about me, my dislike for Amari Cooper. Guy is just hell to own. You never, he's a perma game time decision. He should just get a big red Q sewn onto his jersey. You never know when he's going to play. And when he does, does nothing. Then you sit him. Next week, he scores three touchdowns. It's insane to me. I think it's not even out of the realm of possibility. I'm actually counting on CD Lamb to be that wide receiver one in Dallas starting this season. And he doesn't look back. And Amari Cooper can just fade away and ride off into the sunset like a cowboy would do in a Clint Eastwood movie. But when you look at Jalen Hurts, I mean, I got to show the kid a little bit of love too. You know, it's a weird time that we're in, right? It, it's the end of July. Every We don't know is that that guy connected the dots. It was a very a, a reach about Deshaun Watson going to Philadelphia. And, you know, Jalen Hurts made it through the draft unscathed, but here we are. Of the two, man, I love both of them, guys, but I'm going to go C.D. Lamb, who will shoot up. This time next year, C.D. Lamb will be a top eight, I mean, top ten wide receivers, easy peasy. So let's just go out on a limb and say this time next year, C.D. Lamb will be a top five wide receiver. I feel like Chris deserves some compensatory uh, points because he was still shocked over the LSU situation. So we're going to give him some compensatory 500 points for uh, his just to make up for the grievingness of, of the LSU quarterback situation. I, I was stuttering and stammering. I look like a <laughs> fool. And so that was I, I'm still shocked. I'm going to be shocked for a while. I, I'm, I have to go through the those five stages like, I, you know, it's it's insane. All the grief. All it, the- it hurt. It hurt me more, man. But <laughs> positional advantage. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and and again, I know I'm not supposed to give points to Cowboys, but I just had to give it to Chris because C.D. Lamb, I think he is going to be a good. And I don't, I, again, I don't know. I'm I'm still unconvinced of the upside of Jalen Hurts. Somebody's going to have to really take me in for a half hour and, and tell me why uh, I'm supposed just to like watch him. the Saints game with Jalen Hurts. That, is that my is that my lesson? I said, just go watch the Saints film <laughs> against Jalen Hurts. It's all. I will do it. I will do it. Okay. Uh, film also that we need to watch is the Lions because DeAndre Swift is up next over the goat. I, you have definitely seen his tweet by now of Tom Brady throwing the football in between the football spitter outer thing. I don't know what the actual term is, but we'll just say it's that. Uh, but we're going <laughs> to. We're going to compare those two players and, and figure out who we want. Uh, Chris, we're going to start with you. DeAndre Swift, Tom Brady, what are we looking at here? Well, Detroit's in my my app on Twitter, Detroit Beastie. I'm a huge Detroit guy, born and raised here. I love the Lions. And when you look at DeAndre Swift, we're still caught in, dare I say, purgatory, where everybody expects a breakout to happen. Everybody is looking 
looking forward to DeAndre Swift being an RB1, and I, I, I hope we do. God willing, we see DeAndre Swift be a stud running back. But how can you say, uh, how can you compare the two guys here? It's Tom Brady, TB12, and it's not even close. Look at what he did last season. I mean, it, it's just unbelievable. I, I'm not going to go into all of Tom Brady's you know, uh, achievements or accomplishments here, but he had 4,600 yards last year, 40 touchdowns, three on the ground. I mean, it was insane. And again, looking forward to this year, I think he throws more passing yardage just there, just shy of 4,700 yards, another you know, 35, 36 touchdowns. It's insane to me what, what this guy is able to do. He's obviously made a deal with the devil. That lemonade juice he drinks on the sidelines is clearly some form of like that little green vial from Death Becomes or with Bruce Willis where you live forever. And it's not, I mean, this guy just gets better with age, like a fine wine. I know that was weird to say, but that was what's on my mind at this moment in time. So give me TB12. We know what we're going to get from him. There's no if ands, or buts, or well, we think, or we hope. We're not talking about TB12 that way. Whereas in DeAndre Swift, well, we think he's going to do good, or we hope he's an RB1. So to me, boys, it's TB12. Wow. And you were shocked that I went against Joe Burrow. What a traitor. But no, no, no. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady has all the tools to do it again and keep defining history and reality and everything else that he does. Uh, like you said, he made the deal with the devil. I can't stand the guy. I, I despised him as a New England Patriot uh, because of the, the Brady versus Breeze. Maybe that's just in my head. Maybe no, no one else sees that as a competition. Uh, I always did. Then he came down to the NFC South. I can't stand the guy at all. I, I, I couldn't pick him even if I knew that he was the better player here because uh, I because I wouldn't be able to root for him. I, I, I do think that Brady would be there a little bit later. People get a little scared of the cliff um, that Beastie was talking about with with Travis Kelsey. People are – I mean, they, they kind of still fear that with Tom Brady. So I'm going to go with Swift and the upside and hope that Williams doesn't take away too much. Hopefully Jarrett Goff can, can get him involved. And with the lack of passing options, hopefully he's just a PPR uh, machine. So I, I would roll it on Swift just out of pure hate for Tom Brady. <laughs> Which earned you about 600 points because uh, pure hate for Tom Brady is what drives my youngest. She picked so she picked the Patriots as her team uh, back in the day but then she found out Tom Brady was on so she said no so then she said I want to be a Buccaneers fan and then what happens Tom Brady gets sent to the Buccaneers so out of solidarity my youngest decided she did not want to be a Buccaneers fan at all at if, and pretty much a football fan after that she's like because if Tom Brady's going to keep ruining my teams I'm done with football so uh, <laughs> I'll get her back on the wagon don't don't worry about it I will all right, so we just talked about uh, Detroit Beastie and his his loyalty to Detroit. We're going to test that with two players that are no longer there, but at least we're hooking up uh, in, in the old days. But Kenny Galladay, Matthew Stafford, these two guys are relatively close on the ADP chart for Superflex, but I want to know exactly how close they really are. And Elvin, I'm going to let you kick this one off because uh, we're going to definitely get Chris's opinion here very shortly. Yeah, it's but- a good, good move to let him go first. I might keep us here for another hour. <laughs> So, <laughs> Alvin, go, Chris, if you want. I mean, no, have at it, Alvin. All right. Now, uh, I find this one fairly easy. Uh, I, I love Kenny G as a talent. I, I think he's peaked, though, and I don't think Daniel Jones is going to bring out uh, the best in him in New York. I, I, I still think that he, he may be a startable asset for fantasy purposes. I don't see him being the, the Kenny Golly that he – Kenny Galladay that he was two years ago with Matthew Stafford throwing it to him in garbage time, right? So uh, for that reason, I find this one kind of easy, easy. I think Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford are a match made in heaven. The guy was already one of the only quarterbacks to ever throw for 5,000 yards. Now he gets an additional game. He gets an offense uh, that's going to let him do it, just air it out, balls to the wall. He's got better weapons and and Woods and, and Cup. Uh, He's going to have a, he's going to have a lot of fun, and he's going to have a huge year. So Matthew Stafford will definitely finish as a QB one. While there's a chance, in my opinion, that Kenny Galladay may end up as a wide receiver three, super flex, no brainer. I, I love what you said about Kenny G because you know he's peaked. I, I think he has too, and. I, 
I've never, I've rarely heard anybody talk in, in terms of, of this where uh, when you're comparing two players, like, hey, Chris, I got this trade between player A and player B. Without hesitation, I always ask myself internally, have we seen that player's best season as a professional athlete, right? Hockey, baseball, fantasy football. And I believe we have seen Kenny G's best season as a professional wide receiver. So that would meaning if you deduce it, you would, that would mean that Kenny G is, you know, on the decline in a way. But when you compare both guys, Kenny G split out of Detroit, he wanted to chase money, rightfully so no hard feelings. And when you look at Matthew Stafford, I have nothing but love for Stafford, his wife, Kelly. Uh, they have like five girls that were uh, born and, and sort of raised here in Detroit. I wish Matthew Stafford, Stafford, nothing but the best in L.A. He was such a good man and a good guy here in Detroit. But when he left, when he split, he left a check uh, for $1 million. He left. He was on the plane. He was already in L.A. And he left a million-dollar check behind so the city of Detroit could use it to open one, two, maybe three boys and girls clubs in Detroit. He's just a good man. He's a gamer. He'll do anything. He gives his heart and soul. Uh, dislocated shoulder he doesn't care he wants to play so when you go to la with sean mcfay as you said alvin i mean sky's the limit i think that we we have yet to see matthew stafford's best season as a professional quarterback and that's weird that's scary you as you said he had five thousand yards so that's a that's a, a heavy mountain to climb and that's a heavy mountain to kind of top here and i think that there's no bones about it here matthew stafford has the chance to just go absolutely nuts and maybe finish as the the passing leader this year and again that's not even even a, a silly question to raise here. So of the two, it's Matthew Stafford, and it, it, it's not even close. I would pick Matthew Stafford over Kenny G a million out of a million times. You know th those Avenger movies, Doctor Strange. He runs through five million kind of you know projections here, and every time Doctor Strange is going to pick Matthew Stafford. Therefore, I'm going to pick Matthew Stafford as well, guys. Okay, you guys both get negative 5,000 points because the Rams are in the NFC West, and I'm sorry, as a Niner fan, I can't award any points. So, uh, Sorry about that. Uh, so, uh, all right, listen, uh, this was, again, we've reached the end of our, our 10 scenarios, and I got to tell you, um, like I said, they, they may some of these may seem silly to some folks who have played for a long time and, and are really up on the stats and, and know things, but, you know, I, I'd like to help the majority of the people that don't uh, spend all their time on Twitter like we do uh, and and devour any stat that we can find. So uh, I hope that this helped you guys. I hope it helped you make some decisions in your Superflex leagues. Uh, but then again, maybe if you're Superflex, you probably do uh, make football your religion, fantasy football your religion. So I don't know what to say, but... Uh, <laughs> Again, I want to thank Chris. I want to thank Elvin for joining the show. Let's wrap up by uh, reminding everybody where they can find you guys on social media. Elvin, uh, we'll start with you. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media and all of your uh, awesome fantasy football work. Yeah, no, Twitter, Elvin Ryan underscore FF, uh, Fantasy Pros, News Correspondent and Ranker, and then uh, now with Team Rise and Fall. So uh, that's it. That's fun. That is absolutely fun. Chris, why don't you let us know where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, my rankings can be found on Fantasy Pros. Very happy and grateful to be given that opportunity a few years ago. And all my DFS stuff, 100% of my DFS content, which I love to do, can be found on Team Rise or Fall. Every morning, without fail, Beasties Bombers. Go over five guys in MLB DFS that I enjoy. And I want to thank you for having me on. Uh, as you said, Rod, in a way, like people might think it's silly to compare the, the, the two players that we went over here. But it's it's those, those discussions that most people, they shy away from. They think it's weird or it's too close and they don't want to get ripped to shreds by strangers on social media. So I was glad that we could get together and talk it out, be amongst friends and anything goes in a way. And I just want to say, you know, I, I pride myself on my interactions. Anybody can shoot me a DM. I answer every tag, email, phone call, text message. So shoot me anything you want at Detroit Beastie on Twitter. And, uh, you know, individually, I can only do so much, but together we can do everything. So appreciate Appreciate you having me on, Rod, and it was a pleasure, Elvin. 100%. He is nothing if not approachable. That is true. And look, here's the thing. It's not always the quarterback in a super flex situation. That's, I think, the point I wanted to drive home on this one. It's not always the easiest uh, answer to pick the quarterback. Sometimes there is a player that does actually, uh, you know, come through and do it. So, all right. 
That'll do it, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Fantasy Football Podcast. Again, want to thank Chris. Want to thank Elvin for joining the show. Man, they have spent so much time with me today. And uh, we're going to let them go. We're going to let you go. So happy hunting, happy drafting. And of course, as always, let it ride. Not an option We've built our walls